Welcome to Talk Your Shit Podcast. I'm your host, Diamond Ariel. And if you're Black, a person of color, or an ally, this podcast is for you. This platform gives Black entrepreneurs and creatives a space to be seen, heard, and understood, to have audacity, talk their shit, and look good while doing it. This isn't a place to be humble, rather to be yourself and take up every inch of space you deserve. So get ready because it's time for you to talk your shit. Hey y'all, welcome to this episode of Talk Your Shit Podcast. I'm going to talk, we're going to talk, not me, but we are going to talk about making multiple six figures, that type of mindset it takes to reach that goal and to, you know, go beyond. And so who better to hear from than the the money maker herself, the queen. I'm joined today by Miss Marsha Carter-Hall. How are you, Marsha? I'm good. I'm doing good. How are you? I am excited for this conversation. I'm I'm doing well, so I am elated. So tell us what you do. I know what you do, but they don't know what you do. So many things. So, so, so many things. So um, first, I am a nurse practitioner, and I own Quintifusions and Wellness, which is a medical spa in the Baltimore area. And I also have a consulting company, which is Cashflow CEO, uh, where we help uh, nurses and nurse practitioners start businesses similar to mine, uh, medical spas, and position them to be profitable and sustainable. That's what I do. Ooh. So what was it like for you growing up? Ooh, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna dive right in there. We're going right in. <laughs> growing up was growing up was cool. Um, I'm a twin. Um, my mom was what? a single mom. Yes, I'm a twin, nine minutes apart. That's a fun what? fact for me. A lot of people do not know that, but I am a twin. Uh, so grew up in a, a single family home. My mom is a nurse. Um, she raised three girls. So, you know, all of us, my older sister is 10 years older than me and my sister, but it was, growing up was cool. You know, it was a lot of, um, I always had my own best friend with me. You know, people would be like, oh, every time there's Marsha, there's Patricia, there's Patricia, there's Marsha. But um, I will say that the, the hardest part about growing up as a twin is having your own identity. Mm-hmm. And being able to kind of just, just be you, be just you, uniquely you. When people see you growing up as a twin, you're a pair. It's always Marsha and Patricia or Patricia and Marsha, but never just one or the other. So mm-hmm. um, as we got older, you know, we branched out, we've done different things, but we've, that was a very challenging um, part of, that we didn't realize that was going to come up, you know, later. So, wow, I can only imagine. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. So, having like an identity crisis basically because there's two of you, you know. Well, I mean, you you made a name for yourself, y'all here making bank, you know. Yeah, so what what in your life happened that made you say, Hey, I want to quit, you know, this nine to five job and I want to, you know, become an entrepreneur? Ooh. Well, I will tell you, you know, I started, I didn't start the uh, medical spa space company by myself. I started with my spouse, Adrian Carter Hall. Uh, and at the time I was working at the bedside as a nurse uh, in the emergency department. And it was 
COVID was just getting started. Everything was going crazy. Um, mm -hmm. We were working crazy hours. And it was really scary to be working in the midst of a pandemic at the bedside. And I was like, you know, I'm tired of going to work, being afraid of bringing COVID home, mm. being afraid of getting COVID myself, mm. um, dealing with sick people um, day in and day out, and some of them not making it. You know, it's only so many times you can see that without it starting to take a toll on like you as a person. Mm -hmm. And so I said, I want to do something different that is going to help people either recover from COVID quicker or boost their immune system. So when, so, you know, I did some research and uh, came along IV therapy, IV hydration and vitamin therapy and the benefits of it and things like that. And that's really how we started this business. It started as a concierge mobile IV hydration and vitamin injection business. And then it has evolved into aesthetics and beauty and wellness and weight management and acupuncture. So that's like where we are now. But that, that thing that happened was mm. me tired of working at the bedside during the pandemic and just being completely burnt out of seeing so many um, people just at the end of the road for them. And um, it's kind of, it was really sad. Yeah, that sounds very sad, honestly. And it, it's something about, you know, a pandemic and death being really close to your door and being like, you know what, I need to go do something for my own life, you know? Yeah, and so, sure. well, I'm I'm not happy about the fact that, you know, you had to experience that because first of all, nurses, y'all, oof, <laughs> bless y'all nurses. Okay. Bless your heart. Thank you for your services. Oof, I couldn't, couldn't be me, you know, but okay, I am yeah, happy yeah. that you found your own way. You know, you, you know, you're like, you know what, I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to go out here and make money. And you're doing... <laughs> You're doing phenomenal, if I say so myself. So what happened when you first hit your first six figures? What was that like for you? First of all, I didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which I wouldn't recommend. Like you need to be looking at your, you need to be looking at how much revenue your business is generating uh, every single mm -hmm. month. And what I do now, I, I wasn't doing then. Um, but when my business hit its first six figures, I was like, oh, wow. Oh, this is like, I was really excited. I was surprised. I was shocked. I started looking up statistics and, and being like, is, like, is this a big thing? Is this like a big deal? Or is it like something that's supposed to happen? Like, of course mm -hmm. I wanted it to happen, but it was never the original goal. The, the original goal was never to, leave the bedside and go make bank. It was leave the bedside, try to help people um, feel their best, feel better, recover quicker. And in doing the work, the money would come mm -hmm. kind of thing. And so, you know, agency would always tell me in the beginning, um, purpose before paycheck or purpose oh. before profit. And mm -hmm. we have aligned ourselves with that as part of how we make moves in our company as a part of the services that we provide uh, in the community, which I really feel like has allowed us to grow so quickly and make the revenue that we made is because our work is purposeful and we're very passionate about the things that we do. And so when a client schedules with us and they schedule over and over and over again, 
you know, we like to know why, why are you choosing us? You can go to any other place. And they always tell us it's the way we make them feel. It's how we educate them. Um, they can tell that we're passionate about what we do. Mm-hmm. And that just aligns with purpose before profit and purpose before paycheck. I love that you said purpose, profit, purpose over profit. Profit is important. Okay. So we're not just, you know, doing like an expensive hobby and wasting our time and our energy. And now we are, you know, knee deep yeah. in debt and, you know, now we're on the streets and homeless and, you know, but oh, no. we don't want that. <laughs> you know, we don't want that. Right. Uh-huh. But having a purpose going to your why, like, why have you started this business? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you serving these clients? That is so important because once you have that aligned and you communicate that well to, you know, the audience and the people you're serving, they're like, man, I want to, I want to invest in that. I want to work with them because I prefer, you know, her energy, her personality. I prefer their mission than this person's mission. Mm-hmm. And that's something too, that I realized that why people decide to work with me because of my energy, because of my personality, because of the way that I connect with them. And I think that's really, that's really cool. And I'm glad that you brought that up. Having purpose, having purpose is what drives your profit. Not don't be out here being fake. Because we can read that. We can, okay, we can read that. We can smell we can that mile away, mm-hmm. miles away. Mm-hmm. Okay, but having purpose and being genuine with that is what drives your revenue and will get you, you know, where the goals that you want to make, you know. And so Absolutely. you also hinted at when you first hit the six figures, you didn't feel like you deserved it. Yeah. So oh, how did you get through that? Oh, you know what? Some good old Lizzo, like a little Beyonce, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. a little sprinkle of Rihanna. Mm. All of them give you that, you know, bad bitch energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They like all give you that same energy of, you know, this is who they are. This is how they're going to show up. And they're unapologetic about it. And so mm. I thought to myself, you know, we've worked really, really hard to get to where we are and I should mm-hmm. feel like I earned it because I did. Um did. I want to earn some more and some more That's and some period. more. <laughs> and so this is how I gotta, you know, figure out how I'm gonna do that. And I'm gonna enjoy it because, you know, I saw the statistics. A, a lot mm-hmm. of the companies, especially owned by women, brown women, they don't even get to hit uh six figures. 50, 60, it's kind of like the highest you know most of them go out of business in the first year or two and I'm like we're year three we're mm-hmm. you know we, we're just like beating the odds and I don't take it for granted at all but I'm very very um happy happy about it and I'm just gonna own it I'm like yes this is what I, yes, accomplished. This is how I did it and I'm just gonna own it yes I think that too is very common in the black community too, especially the black community is that when we start seeing the money show up we're like oh wait did, did i deserve this you know mm-hmm. so when i had my first four-figure client i felt guilty i felt guilty of getting that money because i'm like wait did i charge her too much <laughs> do, I, do, I really, do, do i really deserve that i don't know i i honestly think it is a part because you know just of our history once again Mm -hmm. the social construct of like you know black people don't deserve to have money especially black women black women don't deserve to have money we don't deserve to you know run successful businesses and i think that is what 
we have continued something, the cycle that we have continued to break as we see, mm-hmm. you know, more black businesses show up and thrive and be successful. We got self-made billionaires out here. Shout out to Rihanna for the fifth time. Okay. On this podcast. And if you're tired of it, well, I, I don't know what to tell you. Stop listening. Cause you don't keep hearing it. So, but okay. But yes, I think it's, it's great seeing, you know, other people make it past six figures and then continue to thrive and continue to grow because we need to see that. It is hard. I will tell you that for whatever reason and and I think it has a lot to do with like upbringing and just our own system, systemic constraints on how we feel you know we should have access to this or access to this or a cap on our earning potential when all of mm-hmm. that is just so far from the truth but coming up if I think about my younger self I would, I didn't think that any of this was possible for me at at Mm -hmm. that time, you know? And so being in it, I think we just kind of owe it to the next generation to just show them what's possible, show them the way how, and show, uh, and just kind of be like an example of, yeah, you can too. And mm -hmm, yep, this is how, this is what you should do. Do what makes you happy. Leave Mm -hmm. spaces that aren't serving you, that feel like they're, emotionally and mentally draining because you Mm -hmm. still want to be a whole person when you're done working for whoever you're working for you still want to have something left you know and so I feel like that's very important because so many of our younger generations they are following someone else's dream their mom or their dad says they have to go to school for this or they have to do this or they have to do that says who do what Mm -hmm. makes you happy uh, that's really hard to make that decision, you know, being a young adult, but mm-hmm. me being, you know, 40 now, 41, I would have loved to have somebody tell me, someone like me, tell me that 20 years ago, I would probably be in a whole different space, you know, mm-hmm. so. And, and I that makes me think about too, that when I was younger, I thought, you know, making a ton of money wasn't attainable either. Especially since I would tell people that I was surrounded with, because, you know, your girl grew up under the Bible Belt, okay? So she grew up under a very judgmental, very specific environment. Mm-hmm. And when I would tell people, hey, I want to, you know, be in fashion. That's what I want to do when I get older. Because that's so Raven. That's so Raven. When when that came out, that was my jam, okay? Yes. And that yes. was kind of the catalyst of like, ooh, I, I can be in fashion too, you know? And... When I would tell people that, they'd be like, ooh, you can't, you know, you can't make money in that. You should go be a nurse. So it's the fact that I'm talking to a nurse right now, right, you know? So, (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, oh, you know, maybe I can't do that, you know? But it was always picking at me. It was Mm. always like knocking at my door like, hey, what about me, you know? And if there is something that continues to pick at you, you're trying to ignore it, maybe you should explore that. Because that could be, you know, that could be your breakthrough thousands of dollars, six figures, seven figures, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I never thought making, you know, a certain amount of money was attainable for me. And so when I first got the three, this four figures, I was like, hold on. Like, I don't think I deserve it. I think I should send it back. Right. Right. <laughs> so it definitely took me, you know, listen to some Rihanna. <laughs> it took me uh, sitting down, writing it out and being like, okay, why do you feel this way? right? To, to come to terms that I do deserve this and I do deserve this. 
I deserve more. And so getting in that mindset is what allowed me now to, I'm in the process of signing five, five figure clients. Um, so no one knows. This. That's right. <laughs> no one knows this. Yeah. So it's, it's still like, Ooh, it's scary, but I'm willing to keep going because people need to see this. The next generation needs to see that this is attainable. This is possible. And you are literally walking, okay, walking billboard of like, yes, this is possible. Even if you do have a twin and you're, you know, having identity crisis, it's still possible, right? It's still possible. <laughs> it's still it's possible. Still possible. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So what kind of challenges have you faced, right? So now you out here making bank, changing lives, you know what I'm saying? And so what kind of challenges have you faced as a black woman who runs multiple businesses and who, you know, is making well over six figures on her way to seven. I will say, you know, our biggest challenge is, was access to capital, really. Mm-hmm. It is very hard to yeah. get access to capital with a women, a woman-owned business, Black-owned business, LGBTQ-owned business, <laughs> it's hard. It's very hard. And so we had to take our initial investment and bankroll the business, or they call it bootstrapping the business, um, which since then we've been able to, of course, pay back ourselves from the initial investment of like 12 to 15K, somewhere in there. Because at that time I wasn't tracking my numbers that good, just to be honest. So it was over 12, but not more than 15. And we took our own money and put it into start this business. That was a challenge. And that is very hard. That's going to be, you know, hard for just anyone that's starting a business to come out of their own pocket to start a business because you can't get the capital right off the bat, you know? Mm -hmm. So even now it still remains somewhat of a challenge, but not as much because now our business pays for itself and then also pays other people. My salary, we have staff, we have a team of five. And so the business is able to to do that. But in the beginning, we didn't have any capital. We didn't have any credit cards. We didn't have any of that. And our business is debt-free, by the way. So a lot of (laughs) debt-free. So a lot of businesses like ours is not debt-free. Will Mm -hmm. we stay debt-free? Probably not, because you need to be able to, uh, you know, have that capital that you can use to make more investments, to buy, you know, modern technology or bigger space or hire more people or whatever you need to do. But it's nice to, you know, have that wiggle space. But having the Poor access to capital was the hardest thing. So we literally had to infuse our business with the money we needed to start it, Mm. actually have enough clients to be able to start using the revenue and profit to be able to grow the business even further, add more services, get more clients, market the business, pay for advertising, and then take that money. So it's like when you make it, you funnel it back into the business, you keep funneling it back, make it funnel it back in order to actually grow the business. Because if you don't have capital, either you're using your own money and you're going broke in the process, which is not not even an option for us, or you're going to figure out how to make some money in the business so you can Mm -hmm. use the the business money to kind of grow. So since then, have you figured out how to get capital? Yes. Now we know how to access the capital. Um, We just haven't like signed on the dotted line yet. So. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 
congratulations. Pre-congratulations, post-congratulations, congratulations, because you got it. Okay, thank you. It is actually a thing that Black people don't know about capital or don't have access to capital. We recently did an episode <laughs> about, you know, the secrecy getting grants for your best because the main thing about it is that Black people either don't even know about it or they would just much rather bootstrap than apply for grants or they have doubts or they think like, eh, there's not even point in me, you know, applying for this grant because I'm not going to get it, right? Mm-hmm. And that is a generational thing. <laughs> we either think, you know, that we don't deserve money, we don't deserve happiness, we don't deserve financial security. So there's there's a lot in our history that we have to continue to break and access to capital and grants is one of those things because that is how we're going to um, not have to fully rely on, you know, bootstrapping and our, you know, our personal money because that that is how we go broke and that is how we stay broke. And then that is how we never reach, you know, six, seven figures. I love to hear that you have, you know, found capital and now you know how to apply for those grants, right? It's time consuming yeah. though. That's another thing. That's another thing that holds us back because we look at that application and we're like, what? All these <laughs> questions? Then you just move on or do something else. But you have to kind of buckle down and just see it through. We did receive um, a grant last year, actually. The business did. And that was through applying. So Through applying, y'all. Through applying. You have to apply. So when it comes to your your day-to-day and dealing with your wonderful clients, what is your favorite part about your job? Whether that, you know, uh, has to do with being a profit strategist or being a medical spa owner or both? When it comes to being a nurse practitioner in the medical spa, the favorite my favorite part of the day is when i get to like hand someone a mirror and they get to look at the mirror and see you know tell me what's concerning them and let me share with them of how i can help them resolve that issue so for a lot of us maybe it's like dark circles under our eyes or maybe they've lost weight so they feel like they don't have volume in their cheeks so they complain of their cheeks being flat or something like that and I'm like, oh, we can do this, this, and this. And then they're like, okay. And we do it. And then they're like, oh. it just makes them feel so good. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, it makes me happy to be able to kind of facilitate that for them. And on the growth and process, um strategist side of the business, I would say when my clients actually hit their first five-figure month that they mm-hmm. never thought was possible and then they're like, Marsha, I did it. <laughs> or they hit their first four-figure day, and they're like, oh, it really happened. And I'm just like, I told you, if you do this, 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 and this, you know, just keep doing it over and over and over again, and it'll happen. And so both of those are kind of, the response is the same. The person is is shocked and and happy and elated and just feeling so good about themselves. Either it's that they schedule an appointment and prioritize their self-care and the way they want to look and feel, mm. or they prioritize actually trying to figure out how to make money in their business, and now they actually see the revenue. And I'm going to tell you, but I've already told you, but I'm going to keep telling you that you are on my list of people to like, you are my, you're my business coach. Okay. So I'm just, I'm just letting you know, your <laughs> girl needs one. It's, it's about to get scary out here. 
in these streets. I'm just saying. You just talked about your clients, right? And you talked about your clients reaching, you know, five figure months. So might as well just tell us some more receipts. What are your your favorite client results to this day? Bragging yourself. I actually collectively, um, since I started, I know collectively. Uh, so I have a whole community of nurses and nurse practitioners that I coach and mentor and show the way. Um, right now we're hovering around 40. So 40 individuals that have their own businesses, just like mine. Last year we've made in the community, most of us are black and brown, but we have some diversity going on over $850,000 in revenue. Okay. Which is really exciting. Um, I'm very, very proud of that because all none none of them thought they would make any money in their business at all. Mm -hmm. And so it's nice to see them, you know, taking up space and confident, going to work every day, working for themselves, leaving their jobs. My top client is hovering right now around $50,000 a month in revenue. A month? Ooh, child. Um, yes, a month. I'm like her when I get older. <laughs> I know, right? And then I have some, I have a bunch of clients that, that are around 10, 15, 20K per month. Y'all hear that? So go higher. 10, 10 and 50. <laughs> 10 and 50K a month. It's attainable. Uh-huh. I love that. And I bet you a lot of them, like you said, they didn't think that they could make it. They didn't think that they could hit 10, 50K months. That's insane. So what mindset shifts does they have to make in order to reach those goals? Oh, And you too. Yeah. Tell me about the mindset shifts. Yeah. So for me, a lot of them, right? Just Mm -hmm. showing up and just telling myself that I'm worthy of actually reaching my goals and that I'm qualified enough to help other people do the same. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I have to remind myself, I'm like, hmm, you know, not in a cocky or condescending type of way, but more so like, yes, you are that girl. You help women make money in their business. And, you know, I figured out what works in mine, gave them the blueprint and it, and it works in theirs. And I just keep sharing it over and over and over again. And it works. And so I just have to remind myself of that often and that for them, I have to had to always remind them that, you know, you can do this. Some people feel they have more self-doubt than courage they have to kind of figure it out. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, even though you gave me a blueprint, it'll work for everyone else, but it probably won't work for me. Huh? Mm. Just pump your brakes a little bit. Just mm-hmm. hold on. You know, it's hold tried on. and true. She's tried right. and true. Just follow mm-hmm. the plan, you know, and then I have to encourage them to kind of believe in themselves, show up for the results that they want. You know, you have to be consistent in business. You have to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again till you start getting the results that you want. And then when you start getting the results that you want, you have to double down. That's just it. That's how you're able to get up to your next level. And so for me, it's a lot of having them understand that I share an inspirational playlist that most of them listen to now. Uh, it's music. It kind of keeps, it's upbeat. It just kind of starts your day, you know, some spoken word and little meditation going on in there. Just things to kind of help shift how you think traditionally, because all of mm-hmm. us are still dealing with just issues from growing up, 
you know, just mm-hmm. racial things, just different things. So I feel like we have to do our own mindset shift to be able to kind of unlock these doors that we want. And one thing you said was community. <laughs> For those of y'all that don't know, because y'all don't know, but now y'all gonna know. Miss Marshall is uh, one of my best besties. Okay, she's in she's in the Million Dollar Squad. You've met you met one of them previously, and you're gonna meet another one later on. But she is <laughs> she is one of them, and there is chaos that goes on in that group. But <laughs> at the end of the day, we're there supporting each other, right? Like, oh, she made the hundred k today, or oh, she sent proposals for fifty k, and we out here like, ooh, right? And yeah. I think that is really super important. I cannot stress community enough. I cannot stress surrounding yourself with people who support you enough because the people you support yourself with are the people who are going to define your success, right? So if you're surrounded by people who are constantly complaining about how broke they are, but never making any moves to get out of that place, then I'm going to need you to need upgrades. It's a problem, mm-hmm. right? Because you're going to develop that same mindset. And now here you are still making 40k a year still struggling because you're surrounding yourself with those people right but if you're surrounding yourself with people who are making bank who are making six figures seven figures who are entrepreneurs who are like man i you know doing this business my business i'm going to go to this you know conference you you know you need to come in the room with me let me introduce you to some people right let me put you on right when you surround yourself with those people that is how you're going to you know become successful that is how you're going to reach those levels that you want to reach i would just like to say that marcia is one of those people i met her at a conference and <laughs> that is how <laughs> I we had a good time we had a good we time, had a good time. We had a great time. It was it was phenomenal. But I am happy to hear that your clients are just, just out here killing it, you know? You're going to have to figure it out for yourself. Like, we can give you guidance. We can give you tools. But at the end of the day, you got to figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to get yourself out of the hole. Absolutely. And I tell my clients and my community all the time, I'm like, you have to be willing to get uncomfortable. It's scary. Yes. It's scary sending up. Uh, four-figure, five-figure proposal. It's scary. Senate. You better just go ahead and type that thing up and, and hit submit and close your eyes and then blink later and try to figure out if it went through. Um, because it, it, it is scary, but how will you get to your next level if you don't move forward? Staying in the same place, you're just going to be jogging in the same place. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I'm not just doing this uh, for fun. You know, I'm trying to win the race win mm-hmm. my own race like it's me against me so I'm just like I'm going I want to move forward I don't want to jog in place so in order to move forward you gotta yeah do some things differently you do and sometimes mm-hmm. in order to move forward you gotta take a couple steps back you know you gotta that burn a couple true. things down in order to get where you need to be maybe you need to be driving that Mercedes right now maybe you probably need to drive a Honda Civic you know or for Prius. a little bit no you know <laughs> or, or a Prius or a Prius you know what I'm saying or a Chevy a Chevy Okay, that's right. As long as you get from A to B, you might have to you might have to downgrade a bit, but at some point you gonna upgrade. So now you know I gotta ask this question, okay? Because it's something about when you start making money, all of a sudden people be all, all up in your pockets, all up in your business, mm-hmm. right? So just answer me, answer me. I know you oh. have, but I need you to answer me anyway. <laughs> tell me, tell me about I'm it, like, right? I'm like, oh lord. Yeah, have people all up in your pockets talking about can I borrow a couple of dollars? All the time, and it's really your own annoying. Children, your own time, your own people. 
own people, own children, own everybody. It's ridiculous. That happens quite often. And honestly, if you give it all away, you ain't going to have none for yourself. So I don't mind helping, you know, where where I can help. Uh, but no, this is not Bank of Marcia. You can't be <laughs> just sitting here trying to make all these withdrawals and no deposits. Uh-huh. That is just not, that's just not a thing, but it does happen. People do, you know, and even if they don't ask for something, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but if they're not asking for something and not everyone, right, they'll make little comments like must be nice, or mm-hmm. I wish I could, or something. No, but you, but you can, you mm-hmm. can. And, and it is nice. And it could be nice for you too if you were to X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? I feel like all of us are just one decision away from doing something differently and changing our lives. And mm-hmm. so you too can unlock a, a six-figure door. You too can figure out how you can map your way to your first seven figures. It's attainable for us all. So tell us how you set those boundaries. You know, it's really hard for me because I'm a naturally giving person. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to my hard-earned coins, <laughs> I'll be holding on to them, to them dollars tight. I'm just like, I'm not going to be able to do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not going to be able to do it. It's not really an option to really ask me. Uh, they may ask, and I'll be like, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> but, you know, I don't even entertain it, really. So the boundary is kind of like there. You know, I feel like um, people spend a lot of time judging where they think you are. You know, mm-hmm. just because someone makes X amount of dollars doesn't mean that they have a free flowing amount of money that they can just like lend out to people. I don't, you know, I don't flaunt. I don't floss. I like nice things. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. I like nice things. I might buy myself a little something every once in a while, which is rare because I'm not even a big spender. So I'm just oh like, God. if I'm not a big spender, what do I look like giving you, a, a, you know, some cash when I ain't even spending my own like that? You know, so I'm just like, mm-hmm. the boundaries for me, is just kind of just cultivating a space where it's not an option for people to just come and take, take, take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not giving people that option. Now, the old Marsha probably would have been yeah the old marcia probably would have been like oh all right i got you let me when you gonna get it back but see at this point where i am you know adrian always tells me if you're gonna give someone something someone wants to borrow something from you it might as well just be a gift because if they're borrowing then they need it and they obviously don't have it so if you don't have it now then how can you pay it back so you kind of have to be willing to gift those things now every mm-hmm. once in a while okay but not like a, a regular type of thing right i will not be your employer type no thing. not plan <laughs> on working which is interesting because rachel says that mm-hmm. if you're going to lend money put them on payroll have them do some tasks have them work and then they earn the money. And that way, you know, it's a win-win for everybody. You get some assistance, they get the cash they need, and everybody should be good. Right. Well, then you realize real quick, they ain't willing to put in the work. They're like, oh, never mind. Never mind. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then mm-hmm. I guess you were okay to begin with. It made me think of, oh my gosh, I can't think of like the exact comment you said. 
but like the amount of pivots I had to do in my business to get <laughs> to get where I am and then I'm about to go right I have been a personal stylist for four years okay and I have changed my mind to have pivoted four times every few months or every year-ish almost like Mm -hmm. it's like "Mm, that's not the sweet spot Mm, that's not the sweet spot Mm, that's not it oh oh this is it right and then it's also ooh, this is it I know this is it because things are starting to 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 pick up and this is scary right and it's making me think like oh when the when the money starts rolling in and you know I'm gonna start like investing more and figuring things out and putting systems in place more people are going to start coming with their hands out. And I'm not prepared for that because I hurt your feelings. Mm. Like you said, the Bank of Marsha, the first bank of diamond will not be open for business. No, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely not. Boundaries. And y'all, we need boundaries. Okay. That's Dude. it. That's the post. <laughs> That's so true. It's so crazy because just last night I was picking my son up from the train station. He went to out of town, Virginia for the weekend. And he gets in the car and we're talking, just having a regular conversation. And he was like, yeah, because uh, every uh, you're, you're different than everyone else. But we were talking basically about uh, me kind of helping a family member with like a, a party for like a baby shower. And he mm-hmm. said, you're, you're uh, well, yeah, I can understand how they probably don't really want you to help because you're like different than everybody else. And I'm like, how am I different from everyone else? I work just like everybody else. I get a paycheck just like everybody else. He was like, oh, because you made it. Haven't we all made it? I mean, like, mm-hmm. if, if you're not, it, every, I feel like making it mm-hmm. is different for so many people. And for me, just not being, you know, evicted or having my car repossessed is making it. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. I'm like, what? And he was like, yeah, because everyone thinks that you've you've made it and and because they think that you made it you probably don't want to offer to kind of pay for something financially it's going to feel like a slap in the face to other people and I was like why is that and it's so crazy because he's 18 and it was just kind of mind-blowing to me that he even looks at it that way right Mm -hmm. at 18 uh, to think that oh the family thinks that you made it and if you offer to pay for x y and z then it can make other people feel less than and for me i feel like you're in charge of your own feelings exactly it is not i shouldn't my success should not make you feel inferior if Mm -hmm. anything i want my success to make you feel empowered to do something differently or to be able to do something that you love so you also can be purposeful in your work that can Mm -hmm. yield profits that's how I feel. I don't feel like mm-hmm. it should be any looked at as like, oh, she thinks she's too good. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, she's better than everyone else. I, I, to me, that's just a little crazy. And so, yes, I won't be the bank. But if I'm offering, then you should take me up on the offer. So obviously something that I want to do out the generosity of my own heart. But nothing that I have to do just because, you know, you're asking for it. Right, right. And what is really important, and you got to remind yourself every day, is that that person's feelings is not your responsibility. How they feel, how they act towards you because of your success is not your problem. 
it's not your responsibility. And I think for us, it's very important, but also sometimes hard because we can be, you know, really empathetic. It's like, oh, but that's my that's my best friend or, ooh, that's my my relative, my aunt, someone that I'm really close to. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's like that you shouldn't carry that burden. You don't need to carry that burden. It's not your, your responsibility to carry that burden. That is their problem. And if they want to put their insecurities on you, that's on them. Don't let it bother you. Just keep it moving. Just be like, mm, have a blessed day and just keep going about your business, making money, right? So mm-hmm. with that being said, what are three final tips that you will give to listeners who are trying to make six figures and more? Well, I would say three tips that I would give for entrepreneurs that are trying to make six figures or more. I would say know where you want to go. <laughs> know exactly where you want to go. Because six figures, okay, is that it? Uh, six figures or more, how, how are you going to get there? How, what are you passionate about? Um, what can you consistently do over and over and over again that you're not going to be bored with, that you're not going to lose focus on? Because there are going to be times where the money doesn't add up how you want it to. There's going to be times where you're going to think you're going to be closing a deal or a client and they're not going to, they're going to change their mind. You know, you, you have to, you can't just focus on the end goal, which is the unlocking the six figures. Focus on three things. Focus on how you're going to get there. Focus on being consistent and working towards getting there. And then focus on how you plan on celebrating when you get there. Because I feel like through this process, I should have celebrated a lot more of the smaller milestones that you achieve before you even get to six figures. You know, Mm -hmm. making 50K in business is is a big deal. You should celebrate that. Um, signing your first five-figure client is a big deal. You should celebrate that. And I'm not talking about go out and, you know, spend a, a few bands. I'm not saying go crazy. I'm just saying yeah, that yourself something that's memorable to, you know, just remember that. Or take yourself out and do something nice, spa day or something like that. So that, that those are the three things. Kind of figure out how you're going to do it. Figure out how you can be consistent and, and double down on the efforts that are working once it starts working. And then figure out how you're going to celebrate it. Because none of this that we're accomplishing is easy. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And you deserve everything that you want. And then you deserve to celebrate yourself when you accomplish that. Yes, we for sure deserve to celebrate. Celebrate that. And best believe this weekend I will be celebrating profusely thank you (laughs) yes celebrate (laughs) well marcia thank you so much for being a guest for joining this week's podcast thank you for sharing your knowledge we're talking about things mindset things money things boundaries because those are important okay so i appreciate your time appreciate your friendship and yeah so where can people find you Thanks for having me on. This is fun. Um, you can find me at on Instagram across all social channels, really, at Cashflow CEO Official. Uh, if you're in the Baltimore area, you can find me at Quench Infusions. So, you know, doing my nurse practitioner uh, aesthetic services stuff. But if you are in a different space and you want to figure out how to make money in your own business, how to... Um, tap into the, to the six figures that you were meant here to receive, then that's all at Cashflow CEO Official.
Yes, scrumptious. Thank you for listening to Talk Your Shit Podcast. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at queen underscore of diamonds. Let me know what you thought of today's episode by leaving a review and tagging me on social media. Stay audacious and I'll catch you in the next episode.